listening to the podcast of Russian Poetry for the learners of Russian. Вы слушаете подкаст о русской поэзии для изучающих русский язык. Hi, everybody, and thank you for listening to my podcast, Russian Poetry for uh, Russian learners, for people who learn Russian as a foreign language. So uh, in this podcast, uh, I'll introduce you to Russian poetry, and uh, I will invite you to learn and memorize some of my favorite Russian poems with me. Um, my name is Dina. I'm uh, doing my PhD in geography, but I was born in Russia, and I'm very passionate and very enthusiastic uh, about Russian poetry and about sharing Uh, my understanding and my readings of Russian poetry with the learners of my language, because I think that this is very important to know and to understand Russian language, not just as a mean of communication, but also in its artistic terms, in the way it is used as an instrument, as a tool to express certain feelings and emotions, to transmit certain cultural aspects and reflect on historical and cultural legacy of Russia. Uh, so um, this podcast is for everybody who is learning Russian, whether with private classes or at school or in the university, and is aspiring to get some extra information or to get some practice or to learn more about Russian culture and um, is finding that the way to memorize words is a bit annoying and boring. So by memorizing poems and songs, it's getting a bit more effective and entertaining. This idea came to my mind first uh, because when I was learning English and Spanish, uh, the most effective way for me to learn my vocabulary and to learn some ready-made constructs, which I can use in everyday communication, was to learn songs, song lyrics, poems, um, maybe watching movies and memorizing some lines that I was finding that they were uh, more widespread, more used in everyday language. So I wouldn't say that poetry um, is a nice way to communicate with each other because anyways, poetry is something that's considered to be more of a bookish way of expressing. But still, it's important if we want to understand uh, culture and uh, the ways we can use Russian language to express complicated feelings and emotions. It's important to get acquainted with this phase of language as well. So um, how will I structure my each podcast? So in the beginning, I will talk a little bit about the poet. Uh, because normally the biography of the poet is very much connected to the history of Russia. And the uh, history of Russia is a very fascinating topic. If you haven't um, had a chance yet to get to know anything about the historical part of the country whose language you're learning, I encourage you to do so because it's a fascinating matter. Uh, then after, after talking a little bit about the poet, I will switch to reading the poem in both Russian and in English. Uh, and then uh, I will switch to the discussion about the peculiarities of this poem, about some uh, tools that were used by the author to transmit 
certain ideas and messages and how it interplays together with his or her biography. And then I will suggest you to memorize this poem, uh, how the memorization part will take place. So um, I'm a big fan of Pimsleur. I think that this is a very effective method of learning language. If you haven't heard about it, you just Google it. It's P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R, Pimsleur, Pimsleur method. Uh, so what happens there is that uh, you just repeat um, the phrases, the words, the syllabus, uh, and then it just uh, you just memorize it. Um, you just repeat after the person who is uh, reading on the record on, on the on the audio. I, I find it very handy um, because uh, if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving or you're doing your exercise or you're running, I think that this is a great way to combine some physical activity with some mental activity because this is something that really lets you to get. I don't know, the skill of grasping something by memory. I think that this is essentially the key of learning the language because you don't learn the language just by itself. You need to put some mental effort to memorize certain constructions. And I think that this uh, method of just repeating after the, after, after the record, especially after the native speaker, is something that really, really uh, skyrockets your progress in learning the language. So, um, okay. Uh, in the description of this podcast, uh, I'll publish, I'll, I'll, I'll insert the text of the poem, I'll insert the English translation, and I'll insert the vocabulary list so you can go through it again after you finish listening to this podcast, right? All right, so for my first podcast, I've chosen the poem, but one of my favorite Russian poets of the 20th century, Vladimir Mayakovsky. Uh, you've probably heard about him because he is very famous and he's a very iconic figure of the 20th century Russian poetry. He was born in 1893 in the city called Baghdati. Now it's uh, considered Western Georgia, but at that time it used to be part of Russian Empire. Uh, in 1902, he and his family moved to Moscow where he uh, joined the school and then the university. And he encountered with the revolutionary ideas, with revolutionary uh, youth, and he got interested in Marxist literature. Uh, so he got really involved with this um, communist, young communist red movement, and uh, he got arrested three times during 1908 and 1909. First time he got arrested for publishing underground literature, Second time he got arrested for his supposedly affiliation with the anarchist movement. And for the third time he got arrested uh, for letting um, like uh, political prisoners, some females who were political prisoners, they were locked in the prison and um, police decided that he assisted them in escaping the prison. So it's he's quite a character. Uh, so three times he got released from prison because there were no enough evidence. Uh, but still, in 1909, he spent 11 months in a solitary camera, in a solitary room in prison, and it affected him a lot. This is where he started writing poems. And um, after going after going from the prison, after leaving the prison, he realized uh, that he doesn't want to join the party anymore. He doesn't want to do this sort of stuff like revolutionary activism anymore. And he would rather be involved more with art 
and uh, he decided to switch his battlefields from being out there with the society, with the politics, and so forth, so on. He decided to be more involved with um, changing the mindsets of people with the, with, the, with the tools of his talent and his pen and his really, really powerful skill of expressing the ideas in a literary form. So in 1913, his first collection of poems was published, and this is where we're coming to the poem that we're going to learn, memorize today, uh, because it was written the same year. In 1913, the poem Avi and Kudyu was written. Uh, it's an octave, uh, but it's written in ten lines, and this is a very peculiar um, peculiar trait of Mayakovsky's poetry because it's the way it's organized on the page is very artistic by itself. It's not just uh, something that you read, it's also something that you see as a poetry form and the way it's organized. Uh, it also transmits some message. So um, now I'll read it in Russian and then I'll read the translation in English. Um, how I did the translation to English. So online I found a translation to English which has no author, but I changed some parts because my purpose here, by providing the English translation, I don't want you to, um, I don't probably, it's not my task to transmit the artistic meaning in English, but I want to to, to, to make the translation as close as possible to the Russian language. So maybe there is no rhyme, there is no rhythm in my English translation, but uh, it will be easier because you're listening to it at the moment, you're not seeing the text, so it will be easier for you to follow the translation because uh, it has um, all the words from Russian translated directly to English. So, okay, I'll start with the Russian text. Я сразу смазал карту будня, плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. Нем чешуе жестяной рыбы прочел я зовы новых губ. А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы на флейте водосточных труб? And could you? At once I smeared the weekday map splashing paint from a glass. I revealed on a plate of aspic the ocean's slanted cheekbones. On the squama of a tin fish, I read the summons of new lips. And you, could you perform a nocturne on a drain pipe flute? I love this poem for its force and for its almost teenager-like hate and challenge that it throws to the society. And could you, I mean, it's even in the title, when the poet challenges the dominant culture and the dominant discourse of the society of Russia of 1913. Whom does he challenge? He challenges people, he challenges the grown-ups who used to see the world in the same colors, in the same reflections of it. And he uh, invites them to follow his example and to see some magic in everyday things like aspect, studying, very traditional Russian dish, the Chishuya Jistino Ribi, 
kuoma of the tin fish, which is also something very typical. Um, it resonates with biography of the poet and his decisions to leave the party and um, join their artistic circles, artistic revolutionary circles. Uh, he realizes that maybe he wasn't that successful in political activism, so he decided to use his um, literary tools in order to affect the masses and to change the mindset. So this short but very, very strong poem is basically a demonstration of his decision. He is encouraging the crowd to see change and to see different colors in everyday things. And you can um, take this pattern and put it on everything around. Uh, but what was new in this poetry is that um, unlike the metaphor in a traditional sense, um, the metaphors that were used in poetry before, they at least had some resemblance with, uh, uh, with uh, the original thing. So I don't know. For example, when we talk about the gold and the sun, the resemblance is out there. But when we're talking about the aspect, studying, and the slanted cheekbones of the ocean, probably that's not that transparent. And then he talks also about the... Um, Tinfish squama, Chishuya Justino Ribu, and uh, he said that he read the summons of the new lips on the Tinfish squama, Zovi Novich Gup, summons of the new lips, which is also not a very direct metaphor, but it just still refers us to this power of seeing things completely different and not reading the reality different, but rather creating a new reality in place of the old reality that just doesn't satisfy poets' needs anymore. And this power to create new reality through the artistic tools that would later uh, be read in the, in the context of revolutionary movement in Russia, I find it very, very powerful, this idea. And I see that the whole purpose of poetry in the 20th century and the whole purpose maybe of Mikoski poetry is perfectly transmitted with this octave in 10 lines. Um, so this is a little bit about how I see the poem. Um, okay, and just another, another very important thing. I just want to elaborate on one word um, because I, I'm saying that this poem is challenging the everyday. So he starts in the first line, he says, I, I, at once I smeared the weekday map. So weekday, budin, Kartubudnya, the map of the weekday. Din means day in Russian. Budin means weekday. But it doesn't only mean the weekday in a, in a literary sense, but it just means that the day, which is just like all the others, it has this spirit of everyday, everydayness um, very, very connected to it. So this is just some peculiar word that I wanted to bring up to you. Budin, Dien, Budni in plural, Dni, um, like very key word in this in this poem because this is what the whole poem is about about challenging the everyday, challenging the normal. Okay, uh, so now before we start memorizing this poem, I want to suggest you uh, listening to Mayakovsky's original reading of the poem. 
because the, rec the recording dates to the, to the beginning of the 20th century, it's a bit noisy, but I still think that it's important to include the original reading, so here it is. Okay, and now let's turn to memorizing. Ja srazu smazal kartu budnja. Ja Ja srazu Ja srazu smazal Ja srazu smazal Ja srazu smazal kartu budnja. At once I smeared the weekday map. Plisnuvši krasku iz stakana, splashing print from a glass. Plisnuvši. Plisnuvši. Plisnuvši krasku. Plisnuvši krasku iz stakana. Plesnuvši krasku iz stakana. Now let's repeat the two lines. Ja srazu smazal kartu budnja. Plesnuvši krasku iz stakana. Razu. One more time. Ja srazu smazal kartu budnja, plesnuvši krasku iz stakana. At once I smeared the weekday map, splashing paint from a glass. Let's turn to the second metaphor. Ja pokazal na bludi studnya kasiye skuli akiana. I revealed on a plate of astic the ocean's slanted cheekbones. Ja pokazal na bludi studnya kasiye skuli akiana. Now word by word. Ja pokazal. Ja pokazal. I revealed. Ja pokazal na bludi. I revealed on a dish. Ja pokazal na bludi. Ja pokazal na bludi studnja. Ja pokazal na bludi studnja. I revealed on a dish of aspect. 
я показал на блюде студня. Косые скулы океана. Косые. Косые means slanted. Косые. Косые скулы. Скулы means cheekbones. Косые скулы океана. Косые скулы океана. Ocean slanted cheekbones. Now two lines together. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. Now, from the beginning, and good news for you, we've already reached the middle of the poem. Я сразу смазал карту будня. Плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. Now two lines together. Я сразу смазал карту будня, плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. Now let's take the challenge and do the four lines together. First listen, then repeat. Я сразу смазал карту будня, плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня Косые скулы океана. Well done. Okay, now switching to the third metaphor. На чешуе шестяной рыбы. На чешуе. Шестяной рыбы. On the squama. Чешуя. Squama. Шестяной. Тин. Рыбы. Fish. На чешуе жестяной рыбы. На чешуе. Жестяной рыбы. На чешуе жестяной рыбы. На чешуе жестяной рыбы.
Прочел я зовы новых губ. Прочел я. I read, but I goes after read. Прочел я зовы, summons, новых губ of new lips. Новые, новых, new, губ, губы, lips. Прочел я зовы новых губ. Прочел. Прочел я. Прочел я зовы. Прочел я зовы. Прочел я зовы новых губ. Прочел я зовы новых губ. На чешуе жестяной рыбы. Прочел я зовы новых губ. Again, line by line. На чешуе жестяной рыбы. Прочел я зовы новых губ. Great. Now all together. I mean, not all yet, but the last two lines. На чешие жестяной рыбы прочел я зовы новых губ. Okay, now let's repeat line by line six lines from the beginning of the poem. Я сразу смазал карту будня. Плеснувший краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. На чешуе жестяной рыбы Прочел я зовы новых губ. Окей, okay, now two lines after two lines. Я сразу смазал карту будня, плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня, Косые скулы океана. На чешуе жестяной рыбы прочел я зовы новых губ. And now we've arrived to the final two lines of the poem. А вы... Nocturne сыграть могли бы? And you, could you play the nocturne? А вы, nocturne сыграть могли бы? А вы, а вы, nocturne, 
а вы ноктюрн сыграть. А вы ноктюрн сыграть. А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы? А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы? На флейте водосточных труб. On the flute of the drain pipes. На флейте. На флейте. На флейте водосточных. На флейте водосточных. На флейте водосточных труб. На флейте водосточных труб. А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы на флейте водосточных труб? А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы на флейте водосточных труб? Now four last lines. На чешуе жестяной рыбы. Repeat line by line. На чешуе жестяной рыбы. Прочел я зовы новых губ. А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы? На флейте водосточных труб. Окей. Okay. Now let's read the whole poem line by line. Repeat line by line after me. Я сразу смазал карту будня. Плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. На чешуе жестяной рыбы прочел я зовы новых губ. А вы ноктюрн сыграть могли бы? На флейте водосточных труб. Well done. Now let's read the whole poem two lines after two lines, and this will be the final challenge for you. After this, you can refer to the text of the poem written in the description of this podcast and revise it with your own pace um, on your free time. But I suggest that it will be a good idea to take a 20-minute break from this poem after this podcast and then return to it in a little while. Okay, so two lines after two lines. 
Я сразу смазал карту будня, плеснувши краску из стакана. Я показал на блюде студня косые скулы океана. На чешуе жестяной рыбы прочел я зовы новых губ. А вы ногтем сыграть могли бы на флейте водосточных труб? Great, well done, good job. A uh, small life hack for listeners who didn't, uh, who survived till the end of this podcast. Um, if you do this before going to sleep, this somehow results to be more effective. It's something that I learned in the high school, that when you're learning the poem, Just before going to sleep, when you wake up, you somehow know the whole poem by heart, even though you haven't been revising it during your sleep. I don't know how the brain works. Okay, uh, so this is a pilot episode of uh, this podcast, uh, Russian Poetry for the uh, Russian Learners. Uh, thank you very much for listening and for joining me, and I wish you lots of luck and lots of patience with learning of Russian language, and uh, I hope we'll uh, look at some other poem next week. Удачи вам огромной с изучением русского языка. Большое спасибо. До свидания. Пока-пока.